Awesome. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Some of you uh, know exactly who this is. We have a very special guest here today. I'm actually very, very excited uh, for this today. So um, today, we are, my guest is, you may know her as the host from the Young Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. Uh, she's a polyglot, which means that she speaks multiple languages. She speaks seven different languages. Uh, she's a recent graduate of Cambridge University and the Judge Business School. And she's currently in her master's program at the prestigious business school of Imperial College, London and Innovation, Entrepreneurship and Management. Uh, she's done some amazing things. Like she's interviewed several seven, eight, nine figure entrepreneurs, investors and CEOs on her podcast, including the European Business Angels Network voted the best angel investor in the world. She's interviewed Sir Martin Sorrell, who is a former CEO of the largest advertising company in the world and a high-flying entrepreneur who's made several a million in real estate and distress investing, advised several eight-figure companies and consulted with five, Fortune 500 companies named Derek Moneyberg, just to name a few. Um, really powerful person you know his, his man's name is ian roland who has trained the fbi trained google the british olympics team and coca-cola on effective communications for business and decoding human psychology has praised yasmina as saying you're my favorite student this year so uh today is I, i'm i'm very thrilled because yasmina is one of my one of my favorite people in on the planet earth so i'm excited to just have a conversation we're going to talk about our um masterminds we're gonna talk about how fulfilling it is to be an entrepreneur how fun it is and basically what it's like working together so appreciate you uh, taking the time yasmina to show up here today greg that is hands down the best introduction i've ever received thank you so much i really appreciate it it's an absolute pleasure to be on the podcast and to have this chat with also one of my favorite people on this planet awesome so We've been in business since like, uh, I asked you to be my business partner, like maybe late December of last year. So we've been, what now this is like nine months. It feels like it's been way longer. Uh, just the, the awesome stuff we've done together, but like how, what was that like that? Remember that day I was like, Hey, stay after the, stay after the call. And I asked you like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this, this mastermind. Do you want to go on, go in on it? Like, what, what was that like for you? It just seemed like a great opportunity. It, it was, it's, it's one of those interesting things. Our relationship developed so organically. And I think that's one of the beautiful things when you, you, you can't really force relationships and you can't really force opportunities. But when you meet someone where you have really, really similar goals, like we have such similar goals. Our goals are so in alignment is crazy. We have really similar values. And it's, it's interesting because we've had very different upbringings. We have had de very different experiences. But that's the beautiful thing is because we've got such similar goals, but we've had different experiences and we have different networks and different mentors. And we bring so many complementary skill sets to the table. And I feel like we learn from each other every day. It's such an amazing thing. And to me, it just seemed like, oh, this is this fun little project that I can do with Greg and we can do entrepreneurial stuff and I'll gain some more experience. We can build some stuff, make some money, help some people out. And then it just spiraled into this huge thing. And uh, we're, I feel like now we're on this fastly moving steam train and it's impossible to stop us. It's like, it's not going to stop. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it's, it's the coolest thing ever. It, it's so fulfilling. Number one, because there's not any friction between us. 
when we're in like communication with each other or it's like there's certain things that like we set like when we when we're launching a mastermind um for those listening like what we do is we set to, we usually set out a date like the first time we did our mastermind we set out a date for four months like all right so in four months this is what we're going to do and this is the date and in the meantime every single week we're going to meet up and we're going to have an hour meeting and basically check in and we're going to like basically see where we're at and making sure that we're applying certain things. And uh, when we first did our, our first mastermind, a, a big focus was on creating a lot of content. And uh, that was, that was a lot of fun. That was, we did that for like a, about two months. And then we started building out systems and um, how, how was that first mastermind for you? Like, what, what do you think about that? That first mastermind was great. I mean, before we touch on that, just uh, I'd like to talk about how important it is to have the right business partner, whether you're going into a startup or you're going to some other kind of business arrangement together. If if you two are not really complementary and there is a lot of friction, it's going to be very difficult to run a business and it's going to be very difficult to do business together because you have to be able to completely trust them. Like, I feel like we didn't even think of this at the at the time we started working together, but having a business partner is almost as important as your freaking marriage proposal, like getting a spouse because you are have this baby together and that baby is your business. And you're in, com- I'm in communication with you every single day, Greg, like literally every day. It's just crazy to think about that. And um, I don't, I don't want to have to have some kind of contract with you where we stipulate all the terms and conditions. And I don't feel like I need that and vice versa, because there's this great sense of trust and integrity. There are the boundaries. We both have very, very strong work ethics. We both communicate very openly with each other. So we know that there's not going to be some resentment built up. We know there's not going to be an issue because we know that we're the kind of people we're trustworthy, we deliver. Uh, on our promises we don't go back on our word we always do what we can to help each other out and the great thing now that we're working together is like the more we help each other succeed the more we succeed which is such a beautiful thing i think the coolest thing about everything is like adopting the mindset of when my friends win and it's not even like i like i see like you're my friend like right like my homie and it's just so cool. It's not like, oh, I, I can be 100% open. I can be honest with you. And I know I can give you some feedback and I know you're, you're going to take it okay. And, and, and the same vice versa. And I think that's, that's so powerful. And I think it's so cool to have this realization that it's uh, like the most fulfilling thing is like when we're not in competition with each other. Because if you think about it, we're, we're doing similar things as far as coaching. But instead of us being like against each other and be like, no, like trying to take your clients or trying like, it's like, it just makes more sense. And we, there's a lot more fulfillment and happiness and positive emotions that, that we just do this together. Yeah. You know, th- there's enough pie for everyone. The pie is big enough for everybody. There's, I don't believe that. I mean, one of our, one of our homies, one of our very successful homies, he says, I don't believe that there's a monopoly on success. And so it's like, why, why do we need to steal or poach or get into this competitive thing? It's like, no, we want to help each other grow together, which is such an amazing thing. And that gives us so much more power to build an amazing community. And I think another really interesting insight is 
how you originally had the thought that I should be your business partner. And I think this goes down. I remember you explaining this once. I think it goes down to being a certain kind of person and how far it helps you to help other people with their goals. So I remember you had created this course, Greg, and you were releasing it to like the first few people for free and you wanted some feedback on it. You said, oh, I'd appreciate any feedback to improve it and make it better. And I remember I, I took an afternoon, I went through your entire course and I put detailed notes of what was good and what could be improved on not only every single video, but also the funnel and the sales page. And then I just sent you this really, really fat Google Doc. And I didn't expect anything in return, by the way. I didn't expect anything. I was like, love this course. Really kind that I got it for free. This is awesome. I really want to help Greg out. I just like, I want to help Greg out. And then I, I remember I just gave you this fat ass Google Doc and you were like, what? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, you know, it's funny when I got that, because I said that, because I, I honestly said that without, expectation that anyone was going to do it. I was like, I don't think anyone's going to give me feedback. I was like, but I appreciate it if someone does. And then when I got this sheet with number one notes, deep, not even just like feedback, but like, this is what the video is about. It took all the notes about what I said, like just crystal clear all the way down. And then you gave like, like solid feedback on this video. And then it's like the next video. And I remember showing my brother-in-law, I'm like, yo, look what she did. I'm like, what? like look at this. Look how detailed this is, man. Like, I didn't pay her to do this. Like, I just asked for feedback. I think anyone was going to give feedback on that. And, uh, and you know what? I think the big thing is, like, I just saw that you, like, you just gave so much value to the morning hustlers. Like, you were inviting people from London. You were, like, uh, you just added a tremendous amount of value. And I think the, like, that Google Doc was one thing that left, like, an amazing impression on me. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad. And I didn't even like, it's crazy. You, you can't give with expectation because then the resentment builds. It's like, I only did those things because I genuinely wanted to. And I was like, I like Greg. I really like what he's doing. I really like his community. I want to support him on his journey. How can I support him? Greg, is it okay if I invite this person? Is it okay if I invite, if I invite that person? Just looking for those opportunities. And I think that was the foundation for a, a really fantastic relationship. But not only that, like when we first had, so we met from like a, a personal development, a business event. And afterwards, when we we're like, hey, like we're, we're going to do your podcast. And I remember literally from the jump, like we got along so well, like it wasn't kind of like it, it just flowed so well. And I know you remember this. We literally talked about how the fact that it flows so well within like the first five, 10 minutes, like this is so awesome when you go to and you invest in yourself. And you talk to people because it's like, like we, this is our first conversation and it just, it just clicked from mm. the jump. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But um, a, a lot of really cool things have happened since then. And to go back to your question about the first mastermind is it's the, um, it, it's the trepidation. It's like, will this work? Will anyone want to actually be our client? Uh, you you experience some imposter syndrome. Sometimes you feel like, how am I qualified to help other people out? And objectively you are, but you don't feel like you can. And then it's, oh, how do I build out all the business systems? How do we create the funnel? How do we do the marketing? How do we actually create the webinar? How do we um, create all of the content and the social media presence? Like all of these different aspects of 
of building a mastermind or building a product, building some kind of a business, it was very new to us. Um, but it was it was great because we had each other to rely on. It didn't feel like I'm going on this journey on my own. And uh, it's, it's great because we both have fantastic mentors and we just learn tweaked every every week. And I think it's really important to have those check-ins because if you don't have those check-ins and those meetings of what went well, what can we improve? What are the action steps now? What are some ideas that we can generate together? Then the project loses direction. And I think it's so important to have a clear meeting time. What I really liked about working with you, Greg, is you were very much like, okay, what date are we going to get this done by? What date are we going to get that done by? And then you created an entire calendar and we could see, okay, so this is what we're working towards. And it's very, very clear on both ends. And it, it wasn't like, I, I need to skip this meeting because I have other things going on. It's like, no, this is the time that we've agreed to meet every week. We're going to meet at this time unless there's some kind of emergency. Yeah. And, and, and it never, never, ever crossed my mind to never make the meeting. It's like, this is what we do. And um, one, one thing I also really like is that we both equally contribute I, in, in our own ways. You know, I have my stuff and then you have your, and it just kind of, it really just flows uh, so, so well. And remember one of my favorite moments, my favorite moments, like for like the first four months, we just like, we creating the content, we're building out the systems and we run our first webinar and people buy. I remember right after the call, I literally jumped up like, like I won a championship and I was like in my living room because everybody's asleep. So it was like 6 a.m. my time. So I'm like, <laughs> right. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, you know, going crazy. And then for you, it's like, oh, okay, that was cool. But then you had that moment the very next day. Remember that? <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was so surreal. I think once you make that first entrepreneurial dollar, which most people never make, most people never make any kind of entrepreneurship money in their life. So if you even make manage to make one dollar or one pound or one of whatever currency, that you're already ahead in entrepreneurship of most people. But once you make that first one and you make those first sales, it's like, wow, this is possible. This is I I created something. People liked it, and so they put money on it that they're now giving me. And uh, I think I, one interesting conundrum actually is uh, if you love what you do, sometimes you feel like, you, oh, well, I'll just do it for free. And I think a big trap that people can fall into is, well, I'm not going to charge anything or I'm going to charge really low prices because I do it for free anyway. But at that point, you know, it's, it's like you don't want to turn yourself into a slave labor kind of situation. It's great to love what you do, but also to have people put down their money like I believe in you they are committed to you they're committed to their own success they're going to have enough emotional leverage when they put down the money to actually do the things that you tell them to do uh, but it, it was such a great feeling and it was it was interesting because I had a lot of university work at that time I had coursework deadlines I had exams and so it didn't hit me at the time it hit Greg because I was so much what's okay that was that's cool nice. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And it was only when I got some free mental space, I was like, wait, we actually made X amount of money. It was, it was, it was such a great feeling. And then I started doing the dance parties in my room. It was, it, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, the, 
dang it i was holding on to something i i, I can't remember it was something uh hold on one second i'll get it uh i'm drawing oh. a blank right now but right, it was right. it was it was great Oh, in terms of like when like the, the curse of knowledge, like when you know something, you assume everybody else knows it. Right. So it's like we we are proficient as far as, you know, connecting with people and forming good relationships. And yeah, like what you said, like, yeah, I would I would do it for free like because it, it's, it's just so fulfilling. It's so much fun. But it's just like, well, people wouldn't really value it like in their heads if it was free. You know, it's like and they're not as committed and, and they don't take it as serious. Um and when you see somebody will pay X amount to get this value, you're like, well, like this knowledge is actually extremely valuable. And when you see people take that and, and actually run with it, there, there's nothing more fulfilling than being in a mastermind and you're with people that you are like, these are my friends. Like, like these people are so awesome to be around and have conversations with and spend a lot of my time with and, and to, and to see them take some stuff that we're like proficient at and run with it and see them actually change their lives. Like it doesn't even feel like, like you can't even believe that this is a way to, to live because personally growing up, seeing my parents, it's like, you, you, you kind of think like, Oh, I'm supposed to have a job where I, I kind of dislike and I just tolerate to, you know, to pay my bills and stuff. But it's like, when you actually make some money, and you're doing it like something that's so fulfilling and the whole process of everything, everything leading up to that. And, and you're the whole time you're thinking, is this going to work? Like people are going to like this. Like how, like, is this like, we don't know. And then when it's successful, then you see your people are successful. What, what better feeling? Like, I don't, I don't know of a better feeling than that. It's like a spiritual, like um, happiness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, it, it sounds a bit woo woo but you feel like you're on your purpose. You feel like you're on your path. And it's such a great thing to know that you're making a really big impact in the lives of others and that they've had some great success because of coaching and advice and masterminding, just being around you is just one of those really, really amazing things. And I wouldn't trade that feeling for anything. And I think it's interesting that you say that. It's like, there are so many people who buy into this mindset of work is work. Oh, work is bad and it's like then they talk about the idea of work versus play and I'm like but what if you could just turn your work into play what if your work is play and you only have one life how do you want to spend that life do you want to spend that life doing stuff that you don't really want to do maybe you your parents say oh you you should do this job you should become a doctor you should become a lawyer and if you want to do that do it if that's your passion do it but if it's not your passion you only have one life. I don't know that I've I don't know that resurrection is real. I don't know that rebirth is real. Maybe I'll die and I will discover that it is real. But currently I believe that it is not real. And therefore, in my mind, I only have one life. And I don't want to waste it doing something that I don't like. Yeah. I and like most of your life is spent at like working. And it's gonna it's, I feel like it's gonna be so challenging and I actually have experienced this where even on your off days, like when you have a job that you dislike, you're just thinking about, well, I got to go back to work tomorrow. It, it sucks. I mean, I used to work at a, like, you know, pretty, pretty big gym selling gym memberships. I would, I got like one and a half days um, off a week and the half, I, I worked half day one day. And I remember just thinking, 
this half day doesn't make even make sense because I'm like I have tomorrow it's, it's back to the same old thing and it's that that like it doesn't have to be that way it, it doesn't have to be that way and it's mm-hmm. so awesome to embark on this journey where I think the, the fun, the funnest part is the journey. Like we are, we're still building and we're like, can we make this happen? And we'll, actually in my mind, it's like, it's going to happen, but when is it going to happen? But at the same time, it's like exciting to see the breakthroughs I'm having, exciting to see the friends that I'm making, the mentors that I'm, you know, helping out and like the whole thing to see everything come together and line up is it's, it's an amazing journey. And, and to embark on that with another person like yourself, like I remember when I was doing something on my own thing, I like I felt there's like this one point where I was gonna do something with like with my own business, and I was moving forward, and I, I didn't have you as a sounding board, like um to like we and I it felt kind of like lonely a little bit. I was like, oh man, like just to have to go into business with somebody else is, in my opinion, is way better or a lot more fun. So you can have someone to communicate with than just being on your own and doing your own thing. Mm. And it's instead of what am I going to build, it is what are we going to build? And I think what's so great about the way in which we work and also the community in which we've created, you know, our clients, the people in our mastermind, our friends, our mentors, is we've built a community of people around ourselves where it's not you're not trying to pull someone down from their success. It's not, oh, I need to knock down their skyscraper so I'm the biggest building in town. It's more, let me build my skyscraper higher and how can I help them build their skyscraper higher so that then they're going to be able to help me build my skyscraper even higher. It's when my friends are really successful and I hear about the really awesome wins they're having of like, I connected with this TED speaker or I connected with this really high profile individual or I I mended my relationship with my dad or I have been more productive than I've ever been or you know, I like whatever it is I'm I'm so excited about it I feel this genuine like wow that's really amazing you you did you created something amazing with my advice and I think that's where the magic happens the magic isn't in what we teach the magic is when they apply what we teach and you see the change that happens in in their lives it's it's two pieces of the puzzle that fit together and it only works if the two are in place if our teaching is bad it's not going to work but if they don't actually apply the stuff in their lives it's also not going to work but when the two pieces of the puzzle come together this just magical symbiosis happens and it just feels so, so incredible. It's, it's extremely fulfilling. Yeah. And, you know, with our current mastermind that we have right now, um, we have people that are connecting with mentors, um, just like off a, a, a cold DM on LinkedIn. We have another person like connecting with like a really big doctor on overcoming addiction. And to see like them actually make that connection is not, it's like, it's amazing because they're because they're moving forward and it's actually you can see the changes they're having it's like the little seeds that are being planted and not only like does it help them but it like it motivates me because i i have been procrastinating on reaching out to someone who is a gatekeeper for some really high profile people and i've been thinking and like analysis paralysis on the proper way to reach out and here this person is you know sends out this email and it, it works out well and i'm thinking you know what let me just why am I thinking so much? Let me just do it. And, and then I'm like, all right, cool. 
and that motivated me. It's like it's like we all win together, and it's just cool to have like we're all locked arms on this journey. And it's it's so awesome to be around people who are positive and have your best interests, and you feel amazing to help build them. And like we all have this feeling together, like how can I really contribute, help out as much as I can? And I think that's such a, a amazing way to live to be able to contribute to some people that you really love and care for. Yeah, the journey is the reward. The journey really is the reward. You know what a crazy thing is, is when someone takes your advice and achieves greater results with it than you have. That's extremely motivating. But like, wow, I am the person who gave this advice and this person is doing better with my advice than I am. And then you start to think, wait, okay, where can I take my own advice and apply the advice that I'm giving in my life? And I think, I think it's interesting when I think about the word network and how it's, I was having this great conversation yesterday with one of our good friends. And he was talking about, you know, I believe network isn't a nice word. Like it, it's often got a bad reputation just because it's perceived to be this sleazy strategic manipulation where you're exchanging business cards and the conversations lead to nowhere. They're going to end up in some shoebox and like coffee meets that go to nowhere. And it's just got this uh, stigma attached to it. But when you reframe it as when you're building a network, you're creating your own, your very own ecosystem of opportunity. That is what you're doing. You're building an ecosystem of opportunity. And that, that really reframes it. It's like, now what is possible? And I like to think about building a network as a process with a goal. So whatever goal you have, you can build a network around that goal to help you achieve that goal. Uh, for example, let's say the example I gave yesterday when speaking to my friend was, let's say you're a dancer. You can see what we've done as entrepreneurs, but let's say, like, let's not talk about entrepreneurship. Let's say you're a dancer and you want to be a fantastic dancer. You want to be a great dancer. You want to dance on big stages. You want to dance on television. You want to win competitions. Dances, the rhythm is in you. It's like a part of you. It's what you love to do. Okay. So you want to become a good dancer. Well, then build a network of dancers around you. Go to dance events. Go make friends with other dancers who are dancing the styles that you want to learn. Maybe make friends with people who are dancing different styles to add that extra flavor to your dance. Hang out together, get dance coaches, get dance mentors, go to dance classes, start mentoring other people in dance. And slowly but surely, you're going to find yourself uh, with opportunities to dance on big stages. You're going to become a good dancer because everyone is around you is a good dancer and you're doing that together all the time and you're all helping each other become better dancers. Then it's going to be like, oh, I get to dance on this big stage. They invited me to dance on this TV show. They invited me to dance for this singer. They invited me to have my own show. They invited me to this really cool dance crew where we engage in dance battles. And I had this opportunity to join this competition because I won that dance competition. Voila, your network has helped you achieve your goal of becoming a really good dancer and dancing in the places that you wanted to dance. And it's not easy. It's If it were easy, everyone would do this. <laughs> if it were easy, everyone would have done it already. Uh, if it were this quick fix and this magical pill, everyone would all have achieved their goals and they would all have the best networks ever. It's not as difficult. It takes a long time. Uh, there's a process to it. Uh, it. It involves nurturing a lot of different relationships. It's not going to happen overnight. 
It's like every every overnight success has 10 years of hard work behind it, many, many years of hard work behind it. But in the long term, having the right people around you are going to help you achieve any goal that you set your mind to. Yeah. And that reminds me of like a thing that Brian Tracy said, like, I think in one of his books, like his mom was saying, you should, you should do this thing. He's like, mom, but like, if I do that, it's gonna take a lot of time. And she tells Brian, like, Brian, like the time's going to pass by anyway. You might as well spend your time doing something that's going to be productive. That's going to bring you a great return when that time does pass, rather than just letting that time pass and, and, and there's nothing that happens. And like there's like with your friends, like even to use your dance example, like when people say, Hey, you should go to this dance competition or like I have these opportunities for you. That person who opens those doors for you gets as much fulfillment for opening the door for you as you do for having the opportunity. And like, to go back to what you're saying, like the, the, the journey and to, and to go and have good company Along the way, there there really is nothing more f- fulfilling. Like Tony Robbins talks about, like uh, most people are going from this place from ha- like wanting to have more significance and wanting to have more certainty, but like fulfillment really comes down to how much are you growing? You're just continuously growing, and also how much are you contributing? I remember the the uh, biggest quotes. Like I remember there's a quote that he, he I have a shirt. It says. It's by Tony Robbins it says the secret to living is giving. And I, I didn't understand it when I, when I first I heard it, like the secret to living is giving. That's a very powerful thing. And even Joe Paula says, you know, life gives to the giver. And um, it just, the, I, I feel like I talk about this all day. And I, and I feel like I talk about this all day, all the time anyway, but to be able to create some, like to, if you have resources or opportunities you can give to somebody else and they run with it and, and, and there's nothing more frustrating as well as like you opening a door or, or leading somebody towards like a, the right direction. And they're like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. And it's, it's so frustrating. It's cause like you can totally benefit from this. Like, why don't you? So it's like, when you take that time to even go on your own path and distance yourself from people who aren't, um, have to have the same goals and values as you do. And then you find your tribe and, and it takes time to build that you plant those seeds and you nurture it. It's you, again, you're not going to see those results overnight. Like I went maybe like a year and a half, maybe two years without having a friend and being by myself and going to yoga by myself and trying to f- like find people who are like me. But the reward that I have today, because I decided to leave, leave back my, my old friends I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade this for the world. Yeah. It's interesting that you say giving is the secret, whatever the quote was. It's literally as we, just before we hopped in this call, I reminded you of the physics principle. Every single action has an equal and opposite reaction. So the more you give, give without expectation, give with no strings attached. But the more you give out into the world, the more you help other people accomplish their own goals, help them achieve their dreams, help them out with this this little thing that you can help out with, introduce them to the right person. The more you can help other people do that, the more that they're going to want to help you out. The more that they'll they'll kind of be itching. They'll be like, how can I help this person? This person has helped me so much. How can I help this person? And um, some people aren't going to give back. And that's fine. But the the right people will. The people that you form those really fantastic long-term relationships they will give back. And 
it's crazy how you as your own individual person you have your resources when you add another person to that and you're both on the same journey together and you're not pulling each other down but you're actually contributing to hoisting each other up and lifting each other to go even further they have their resources and when you pull those resources together it's like wow okay now we can we can soar higher together as opposed to lower alone it's crazy how much you've managed to help me out with your resources i've managed to help you out with my resources i love to talk about the idea of mentor osmosis as well it's Mm. now that we're working together you have great mentors. You have what two seven-figure mentors, two eight-figure mentors, some other really, really fantastic mentors. I have my own mentors as well. And it's like the interesting from from my perspective is you'll run a business thing by your mentor, one of them. And they'll say, You should think about it this way. You should do this. Have you tried this? And then you'll come on the meeting and you'll say, Hey, well, so and so said we should do this. Now I'm being mentored by a person that I don't even know and who doesn't know me through osmosis with you how crazy is that yeah that that's 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 really interesting because it's like the it's cool because it's like the message like spreads like from here all the way down and i think you said you had this uh analogy or metaphor i don't what's the difference right Uh, well metaphor right of uh it's a it's a spider web it's not like a like a linear path like oh the like the message is here then it goes down like it's like the message is is up here already and it's spreading down like all oh, it's just continuously spreading through through me and then now you have that information and you go out and you spread that and you know um yesterday we both hopped on a an awesome meditation call and to see that like your now your network is starting to grow with with the people that are in there because you interviewed the host of there and that and that host is like so hyped up to share the the podcast episode it's like oh her network is growing she's going to meet more people and now she's going to form more relationships and connections she's going to learn some new stuff and i honestly felt like we both won when that person's hype when the host is hyping up the um the podcast because i'm like awesome it's so cool to see like now her her thing is growing a lot more now her influence is growing and like I do whatever, like what I always think when I see, I, I'm always, cause we're always in communication. I see you're doing your thing and I, I'm always thinking, okay, like what, what is she trying to accomplish here? What resources do I have here? Here's what I have here. And I'm always just like, give, 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 give. And I, and I love, love to see the success that you have. Cause I know inevitably when you go up and like you have, you see the same thing for me, I know you're going to pull me up and it's just like, we built together. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy ladder. I love that. When, when I win, you win. And when, when you win, I win. It, it's so true. It's so true. Like whenever, whenever you're doing something amazing, when you're like, hey, I built this, I'm working with this mentor. I, I just filmed, what, 60 YouTube videos. I don't know. How many YouTube videos did you film in three days, Greg? 53. You filmed 53 YouTube videos. And I was like, God damn, God damn. He's building out his YouTube presence. That's amazing. He's like, I interviewed this person. We had a great conversation. We had a chat about this. Like, that's amazing. I remember when you found out that I got into Imperial at a a top business school and you were like, damn, that's so awesome because now I'm building my value. I'm building myself. I get to learn from really top people in academia, really fantastic startup entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, investors. And I can bring that perspective to you as well. It's just, it's it's crazy. It's, It's a beautiful feeling. 
can you see yourself doing anything other than coaching and helping other people like specifically like uh just to help bring up can you see yourself doing anything other than that long term no like instead no i can see myself doing other side projects i can see myself you know, maybe getting involved with that business project or learning a bunch of like i've got loads of skills that i want to learn you know i i'm, I'm at seven languages now they're not all fluent like five of them are fluent. I want to be able to speak 11 fluently. I want to be able to dance really well. I want to, I, I want to sing better. I want to play piano concertos on big stages. I want to be extremely fit. I want to um, help just be very involved in the entrepreneurship space in general. Who knows what projects are going to come out of that? But I always feel like my first love will be coaching and helping people accomplish their goals. Yeah. Um really like it's 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 super fulfilling um for for those of us who are in the facebook group um put some put some questions in the in the comment on some questions if you if you want some if you want to know a little bit more about some like uh nitty-gritty stuff let's see omar says you're creating ecosystem of opportunity love that uh my uh, mentor greg uh, says the power of synergy very very powerful. So if you have any questions uh, for us on just anything, uh, just drop that in there as we continue on. I'll, I'll be checking in on here and then um, we'll, we'll answer some questions in here as well. Now, uh, in terms of like the, 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 the difference between the mastermind, let's, let's go in, let's, let's dive a little bit deeper in, into that. Um, what do you feel were the main differences like what, what, how do you think the first mastermind went in terms of like, what were some things that like we wanted to improve on and that went well, and then compare that to the second one. Does that, does that question make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. The first mastermind was our first go. It was really good. It was really good. Well, we spent a lot of time building out the content, building out the systems. We didn't spend as much time on the product and our product was really good. It was really good. There was nothing to be disappointed by. I was very proud of it, but because we'd already done all of the heavy lifting for the first one and we kind of knew how the system was supposed to go for the second time, we had a lot more time to build out the content and make it even better and extend the days of the mastermind. It was crazy with the first mastermind. We were, oh, it will be a half day mastermind. It'll take five hours. And literally we just kept talking and talking and delivering more content and more content and more content. And it, it was like 10 hours. I think from, from sitting down to sit on that call to, to stopping, it was 10 hours. And it's, it's interesting because we've got an eight hour time difference between us. How crazy is that? That we're, we're able to work together and make a business relationship work with an eight hour time difference. I don't think most people would be able to do that. So Greg, for Greg, it was fine. He got up at his normal time. He had finished like mid afternoon. I'm there at midnight or past midnight. And I'd had really bad sleep the week before. So I was just kind of like, like malfunctioning. And by, by the end, like my, my brain was liquefied. It was leaking out my ears. It was, I was completely brain dead. But despite that, I felt really good. <laughs> despite feeling physically not great, I felt really fulfilled. And it was, I, I didn't want to be anywhere else. It was, it was such a great feeling. Um, but it, it was great how we managed to make the second one so much better. I think another really important thing when building a mastermind specifically, but also any program that you build, anything coaching related, even, even a product, 
like even if you build a lamp or something you sell it you don't want the wrong client I remember for the first one specifically there were maybe one or two people that we actively said no I don't think it'd be a good fit for us to work together and in the context you don't want the wrong money because it's gonna long term negatively affect your business you're gonna get bad word of mouth so if you're coaching someone you have to build a relationship with them if you're in a mastermind they have to fit in with the group you you want it to be a positive atmosphere so if there's someone who's like I don't like this they start being negative it brings the quality of the entire thing down and it frustrates you having to deliver that service it's really frustrating experience so making sure that only the right people work with you and it was it was so great because we had a fantastic great we had such a fantastic group of people and I was like I really like these guys I want to be friends with all of them (laughs) and just learning from each other every day and it was great because the beautiful thing about a mastermind is that everyone has blind spots and when you have people who come together who uh, want to achieve a common goal as, as Napoleon Hill puts it uh, they have that synergy and they help each other out along the journey you get so many different perspectives and so if I present a challenge that I have or they present a challenge that they have now instead of having just your own perspective of I think I could do this or just one other person's perspective of maybe you could try this and this it's like well have you thought about this and another person from a different background goes but what if you looked at it from this angle but I actually tried this thing and this really worked for this problem and then by the end it's like you have so many different solutions to your problem it's like it is crazy it's crazy yeah I I like the mastermind model better than the one-on-one because there's sometimes there's questions that are asked and I'm like I'm not the best person to answer this but there's somebody in the mastermind who is and they talk about something that I never I didn't even think about I'm like wow that that was powerful and it's like we all, it's like, it literally is a mastermind. Like we all just grow together. Um, Omar in the comment section says, how did I know that Yasmina was a correct business partner? Also, um, how did Yasmina know I was a correct business partner? I think that's a great question. Um, Yasmina, I felt Yasmina would be a great business partner. Number one, because she like with that Google doc, she got sent like, boom, that was, that was amazing. I'm like, yo, she really went above and beyond and over delivered. I just asked and I didn't need, because I honestly didn't expect anyone to look at my court to watch the course and actually give me feedback. She, she went through the whole entire course, gave amazing feedback and she was spreading the morning, like my, my morning call to so many different people in, in the UK and around the world. And I remember like maybe last week or two weeks ago, I don't know why. Oh no, I was looking for a because she shared a course with me and I was going back to find exactly what that course was. And I ended up stumbling upon some emails that were sent um, like late November, early December. And she had sent me something. She sent me something. And I remember just, and this is before I asked her to be my business partner. I, I said, I said, thank you so much. You add so much value to the group. So I, I was having those thoughts early on. And um, I just knew, cause like, we got along really well. She over delivers um, and she showed up consistently. She consistently added value. And um, another thing is like, she's actually also a very fascinating person outside of that. She's like, she's goes, well, she just graduated from one of the top schools, universities at, in, in the UK. And one thing that I wish I had, what, what was that? In the world. Cambridge the, University. The, my, yeah, my, my bad. Yeah. In the world, in the talking UK to as well. 
yeah, in the world. And one thing that I wanted was I've always wanted to go to like, I wish I could have gone to Harvard or Yale or something like a, a big prestigious university. And I thought it was so cool that she was going to this university. And I was like, she obviously has a track record in terms of like work ethic because it shows there and what she's just done for me without even me like asking for that. Um, she just provided a, a tremendous amount of value. And the very first conversation we had was right before we did her podcast and we hit it off just from that, had a fantastic podcast and there was never any friction. It was, she was always, she was always looking to give and she always gave and she never asked for anything in return. I never felt any kind of obligation to her for anything. I just felt like, wow, she just provides a bunch of value. And I knew she was just different from anybody else that um, I met. Cause it just felt like naturally she was just a person who was a giver. And um, I was like, it just makes sense if I go into this, uh, this mastermind with, with her. Cause I know it, it'd likely be a good experience. So what about for you, Yasmina? How did you know I was the correct business partner for you? Yeah, similar things. I think the first thing is that, you know, I know that I could trust you. I knew that I could trust you. And the crazy thing about story, because I love how we've been talking for this entire podcast about how we've been in business together and it's been so great. We've never had a conversation in person. How crazy <laughs> is this? The only reason that we ended up in contact was because I saw Derek, uh, I saw, sorry, I saw Greg speak on the stage at this Derek's conference. And um, I really liked his pitch and I really liked what he was doing. I liked how he presented himself. I found out that he had a podcast. So I said, I reached out to him out of the blue and I said, I, I said a bit about who I was and I think it'd be cool to do a podcast switch. And we seemed like we we're on a similar level in our entrepreneurial journey. So it just made sense to connect. And then just straight off the bat of that, we started developing this relationship and I would go on his morning hustles every day that he was offering. And he was always very authentic. He never hid anything about himself, any of his flaws. He didn't like, I just knew that I could trust him. I was like, this is an authentic guy. He, his actions back his words. And like the fact that you were delivering value on the morning hustlers every day, you were delivering value with your calls. Um, you, clearly have the discipline you had the work ethic you're like i'm getting up at 4 a.m every single day and talking about all of the amazing things that you were doing and just our communication with each other and i could see that you were extremely resourceful especially with all of the things that you've overcome in the journey you've been on and the people that you're around and the ecosystem of opportunity that you were building for yourself and the resources that you had i just thought this makes so much sense i didn't even see it as oh, we're business partners now. I just thought, mm. hey, we're just doing this fun entrepreneurship project together. I think it's really important when it comes to choosing a business partner or a co-founder or someone you're going to go into business with, you really need to screen. You need to screen hard. And so that's why you need to screen across a relationship. It's not like, oh, we had one coffee and we got on. So let's be business partners. That's like saying we went on one date and we got on. So let's get married. <laughs> that makes no sense. But over time, uh, through, through working together on the first project, it went so well that it just made sense to continue to work on a second project. And then the assumption was now we're in business partners, now we're business partners, we're gonna do cool things together for at least the next few years. That was just the, it was never even spoken, it was never said, it was just the natural assumption. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because it, it actually, the, the label of business partners is actually an afterthought. It wasn't like a, like a, a whole formal thing or like, oh, she's my business partner. And it was just like, oh, this is like a cool person. Like, let's do this thing together. 
And I think the biggest thing like that, like, like really hit, put the nail in the coffin in terms of like, I think like this was um, kind of like a match made in heaven, which is during the first mastermind there, like we, we started planning in January and then the mastermind was to uh, go on April 4th and COVID and the pandemic hit mid March, like March 15th. And like everybody's freaking out clothes are, are closing down across the world people are like nobody knows what's going on with the economy people don't know should we should we like go and buy all the toilet paper and, and all the food so we make sure that we're prepared like everybody's freaking out because we no one's ever gone through a pandemic before and do the do all this hysteria on what's going on in the world yasmina and i never had one conversation there was not a single word spoken as if should we should we still do this mastermind we just kept going on our calls. There was not literally not a single word spoken as, as should we do. There was no friction. It was like, we're still going to do the mastermind. And there was no words about it. During the midst of, of COVID, beginning where there's all this uncertainty, no one knew anything about this. And, and we had a success from it. But I think like when we called that out, like, wow. Because um, I, I know a few people like that if I went to business with and the COVID thing hit, I know for a fact, like there would be, there would have been some arguments back and forth. Like this is not the right time. We should push it back. I don't know. But there was literally zero words spoken about that. And I, and I look back on that, like that's a, that's a, that's a powerful moment uh, in our relationship. Mm. Yeah. It, it's, it's so interesting. I, um, yeah, COVID, the, I think the only conversations we had about COVID is like, oh, there's this funny thing happening. I think it's called COVID. And um, I know I'm developing a sore throat. Maybe I have it. I don't know. <laughs> and then, then you were like queuing at 4 a.m. To, to wait for the store to open in like five to six hours because you wanted to get groceries and toilet paper for your family. So those are the only, we, so we had conversations like, oh, there's this interesting thing going on and this is what we're doing about it. But we never ever spoke about how it might affect what we're doing together. It was just the natural assumption was, of course, we're still doing it. Of course. Yeah. It, it was it was the coolest thing ever. And it was so funny when I remember when you're talking about like COVID, you're like, oh, my throat's sore and you were panicking. I was going through the same exact thing and I didn't want to say anything to anybody because like, I'm like, you know, I don't I don't know what's going on. And then mm -hmm. you were like thinking I might have to quarantine myself, all this stuff. And I was going through the same thing, but like I didn't mention it to anybody. And mm -hmm. uh, like we low key had like a little panic moment uh, there as well. So we got about five minutes here. Um, Tim, uh, one of our mastermind members says second on someone on the second mastermind, I can vouch that it's incredible. I've learned so much. So many amazing things are now in the works and the power of the mastermind is incredible. Um, and, and another thing I want to just talk about is like uh, the, the, just the power of having a, a platform, having a podcast, you know, um, you saw that I had a podcast and like, that's interesting. That's awesome. And when somebody has something like that, like the doors and opportunities will like, cause it makes you interesting. Like, Oh, who there's not many people that have a podcast. Well, if you're in the world of like personal development and business, like it seems like everybody has a podcast, but for the most part, a lot of people don't have that network of people who have, or who are very ambitious and have similar goals and like really ambitious goals and values. So when they meet somebody who has a podcast, now that person is like, wow, what? Like, and it's just like, cool. And, um, that can definitely open up a lot of opportunities for you 
if somebody finds out that you have a podcast, it's, it's very interesting. And it just, it's easier to form a connection with that person as well. Cause you can, you can invite that person on a podcast because like, how often are you able to sit down with somebody and have a conversation with somebody? And because we both know it's a podcast it's going to be recorded, it's going to be posted. It requires my full undivided attention and their full undivided attention. And now we can have a meaningful conversation like that, that, doesn't it's it's really difficult to replicate in any other way than actually having a podcast like you know what i mean mm. yeah it it gives you a reason to form a connection with someone if you're someone really interesting that you want to meet it gives you a reason to have a conversation i'm sure so many people especially if they're high value people especially if they're really busy people they have had many coffee meets to nowhere or lunches to nowhere and they don't want to waste their time just like if, if you meet someone out and about, you're like, hey, can I take an hour of your time so that I can ask you questions and we can speak over lunch? It's like you're, you're much more likely to get a no. But if instead you actually create a win-win relationship, you have a platform now where they can share their message. They can grow their audience. They can grow their, their business through exposure to another audience. They can give themselves some kind of leverage. Now you have a win-win. Now you have something that would be an exciting opportunity for them. Well, you're basically doing a similar thing. You're take, you're having, you're spending an hour with them, and you're asking them whatever you want to ask them. But I also think the beautiful thing about it is the relationships that come out of that. I've had several people on my podcast where we still call a lot, we're texting, we've we've gone out together, we've gone on adventures together, and just it it cuts all of the small talk. I think if you're just going for a coffee meet, it's like, oh, what do you do? what's this? And instead in a podcast, you're asking questions, you're asking deep questions. You actually form a meaningful connection with the person. You're actually having a deeper conversation. That's really valuable. It's hopefully going to help other people out. So it just gives you that reason to get to know a person, to have a great conversation, to form a human connection and perhaps continue the relationship forward whilst giving them an opportunity to market themselves and spread their message. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful win-win. It's the, it's the easiest way to get your foot in the door and, and form connections with people that you normally wouldn't be able to have a conversation with. Like there's, I know there's several people on there who are very successful. And if I were to reach out to them and try to have an hour, hour conversation, even on Zoom, they're, they're too busy. They're, they're going to say no, like, why? What, what's the purpose? But because I had a, a podcast, it was like, oh yeah, of course. Now here I am. I'm about to go there's a, a guy who I really want to form a, a, a connection with. This guy today is running his first ultra marathon, 100 miles. And it, he lives like an hour and a half away from me. And he's like, yeah, if you want to, for those who want to come run, and because we were familiar, because we had conversations with each other, now I'm going to go down there and I'm going to go run with him. And because we have a connection and we had an hour long conversation through a podcast and open up a relationship. Now it's like, now he's going to see my face. Now we're going to spend some more time together. Now he can see my, my actual work ethic. And now the connection is much more warmer and it's just constantly watering that seed. So, um, very, very powerful stuff. Now, Yasmina, I just want to thank you, uh, not only for having on this podcast, but thank you for being you. Thanks for being an amazing business partner. And, um, uh, one thing that I really appreciate you is your, is your positivity, your enthusiasm and, um, like sometimes I just hop on a call. Sometimes I'll, I'll be in a, in a state where I feel well, whatever. Sometimes I'm like, you know, fuzzy in the brain, but then you go on, you're smiling and then you're, you're like, and, and I can't help, but, but be uplifted. So I, I, I'm very grateful to have you as my business partner, friend, and, um, just, uh, someone just, uh, 
go and do some, some awesome stuff with. So Yasmina, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at Yasmina RTE. And you can check out the Young Entrepreneur's Journey podcast on Spotify, on iTunes. It's also on YouTube. Um, I think you can find that under Yasmina Ellens, but the links are also in my bio for my Instagram. And yeah, I think those are the main places people can find me. But I just want to say thank you so much, Greg. That's really kind. This was a bunch of fun. Uh, again, appreciate you for, for having this conversation, for being there for me, for offering me the opportunity to work with you in the first place and just the amazing relationship that we've created over the time. It's been, it's been a roller coaster and I, I can't wait for the more loop-de-loops. You know, I love roller coasters. I love theme parks. I love that adrenaline rush. And the bigger the loop-de-loop, the better. So I can't wait for those, those big loop-de-loops to continue us forward in the months and years to come. Hell yeah, baby. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining here today. And we'll see you on the next one. See ya. Bye-bye.